0: I hope that didn't blow your eardrums out i was clapping because it's 2021 and we made it you made it i mean the year's over i'll get to tell my kids one day when i have kids that i lived through 2021 Uh, they'll ask me stories and i'll tell them stories about shopping and uh society and everything going on and they'll they'll act interested and it'll be super interesting to reflect back on this year in 20 years but enough about 2020 it's 2021 i'm super optimistic for this year i think it's going to be a great year for investing and i'm just going to flat out tell you my goal to double my money in the stock market i'm just going to try to make good decisions when investing i'm going to try to pick companies that have huge upsides and are not that risky and if there's anything i hope for is to help you uh, have a great 2021 If you want to throw in like the uh, comment section on www.rogerchannan.com slash investing, like your hopes for 2021 and go for it. Throw in some success stories, throw in some big uh, decisions you made in the stock market that made you a lot of money. I want to hear them and I want to share them on the show. So let's get into it. Thanks so much for listening. So I'm really optimistic for the first half of 2021 being a good year for investors like you and me. And really, there's two driving factors that lead me to believe that we're going to be a couple months, if not years, away from another major market pullback or recession. The first big thing is the stimulus check. Now, I understand there's still some infighting between Democrats and Republicans. Where does all this money go to? Who gets what? Should it be $600 or $2,000? Either way, we have some promise from government to the American people that a stimulus check in some form will be coming at some point in the near future. And until that check arrives, there's going to be optimism in the markets. And when that check arrives, there's going to be optimism in the market because when people get money, They go and spend it, or they pay their bills, or they invest it. And what that means for the stock market, at least in the short term, I won't begin to discuss the long-term effects of something like this, but in the short term, I think we're going to see an improvement in stocks. We might see all-time highs. We might see the market continue to go up. And something like this provides confidence to investors that there's not going to be a major market pullback. The second big reason that I'm optimistic for the first couple months or first half of 2021, I don't want to get too far ahead in my predictions, is the vaccine. And the vaccine provides a lot of optimism towards investors that we could see some return to normalcy. And quite honestly, in my opinion, this is a good thing to have this optimism because it. it I think if people weren't optimistic that things were going to get better at some point, then the market would be in a whole lot worse place than it is now. People wouldn't still continue to hold positions in cruise companies or airplane companies or things like that or movie theater companies. So that tells me in the short term that we might be all right for a while as investors, that we don't have to worry that much about a market pullback. But there are some major concerns with these things. The first is, although people are optimistic about the vaccine, I see on the news more and more there's these new strains of coronavirus. Uh, I think Florida just announced that they're the first, third, excuse me, third state to find these new uh, strains of coronavirus. Now, what this means to me as an investor, kind of looking taking a step back from my own position and looking at everything as a whole is if there's a lot more bad news about these new strands of coronavirus coming, this could really negatively impact the stock market. And the second is, yes, we have the stimulus money. And yes, there's a vaccine that looks to be somewhat promising to all of us. This could potentially create a big risk in a sense of People getting too confident in the stock market and then suddenly that confidence just dwindles and we see a lot of people get burned financially. So I really encourage you to sort of watch the news to make decisions for yourself and and to figure out what, what might happen in the future and i'm certainly going to continue to invest continue to be aggressive and look for growth in the first half of 2021 but i am going to be constantly reevaluating where i want to be in the market as more and more news comes out regarding the vaccine regarding these new coronavirus strands because you you would you know there's people like anthony fauci if he comes out and says oh my gosh, this new strand is terrible, like we need to lock everything down again, that's going to be very, very rough for us as investors. And we should all hope that doesn't need to happen. So I, I, you know, I don't say that getting into politics in any way. You really, being an investor, have to take a step back and look at it from a third-party perspective because if you get too emotionally involved in the stock market, uh, I find you will tend to get burned. So that's my little um, intro monologue. Let's get into some stocks. (laughs) So it was was an interesting 2020 to watch uh, different people get hyped up about different stocks. Um, It started sort of with the technology stocks people, YouTubers, YouTube traders, as I call them, were all really excited about different technology stocks. Then it moved to SPACs, and I was in heavy on SPACs because there was so little downside to them. It just, you would just ride them up right to the merge. I did that with everybody else, and then as soon as the company would merge, you'd be out and on to the next SPAC stock. However, the trend right now, and I think Nano Dimension played a big role into, penny stocks becoming popular but it is penny stocks a lot of people uh are taking big risks on penny stocks putting a lot of money in them and you know i just i try to avoid penny stocks unless i really 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 have confidence in the company that is behind that penny stock but i just want to give a warning to people who are looking at penny stocks because of the price uh that nine out of ten of them end up not doing well end up close to zero again so do your due diligence with penny stocks it is so easy to get screwed over um with them and i'm about to talk about a penny stock as one of my uh top picks for monday but I'm somewhat confident in the company and I'm still not sure if I'm going to get a position. I'm, I'm really debating it. And if it is a position, it'll be a relatively small part of my portfolio and it'll be a part of my portfolio that I'm willing to lose it all. So just be cautious with penny stocks. I really try to avoid them, but um, let's get into two stocks that I'm really excited for to buy in a position on Monday with. Thank <music> you. So this first company I'm very excited about. I spent a good portion of yesterday researching them and basically reading about any document I could find about the company before I buy a position. And I'm going to attach some links to some YouTube videos done by people already that do really deep dives into this company, the pluses and minuses, and I'll put that in the podcast description. But the first company is Immersion Corp., uh, ticker symbol IMMR and it already had a little initial run-up uh, the past couple weeks. It uh, reached highs of above $13 on the 30th, and then it's since come back down to 11.29 as I record this podcast, but I'm very excited for this stock and what they uh, deal with its haptic experiences, and that is haptic is basically literally means to grasp something, so they deal with Uh, with optimizing touch and how you interact with screens and that type of thing. And they have a lot of different places that they have their technology. It's an automotive, climate control system, curved displays, large touchscreen displays, and they're in a lot of vehicles. And they also are in mobile devices, um, industrial, commercial, and home goods devices, such as digital panel home goods and smart panels for like adjusting your thermometer and your house so they're in a lot of places one of their big potential places that they're in right now is gaming and they have a deal with playstation where they collect royalties on every controller sold uh in playstation and that's one of the big reasons i'm considering buying in for a couple months into this company is because i believe with the playstation uh, five doing so well this company's earnings report is going to be way better than expected. So I think we'll see it go past this $11.30 range up to maybe $15, uh, maybe even higher. But I'm trying to ride it from about $11 to $15 would be my goal. Um, Hopefully that comes sooner than later. And they also have a lot of patents in heptic hardware, which was something that I was appreciative of because when you're dealing with royalties, you're not really sure how easily this uh, technology can be copied or uh, redone. And they do have competitors, one of them being Tesla, who's been doing a lot of their own haptic uh, research and creating these devices. But They're um, a company with a lot of potential for the future, and as you'll see in some of these uh, YouTube videos I'll share, if you're interested in investing, I highly recommend you watch them and do your own research, but they're getting into a whole bunch of different markets, such as uh, virtual reality, they have some deals um, in the works with companies that are into um, pornography, not to get too... uh, you can see where this haptic experience may go with as far as that. So it's an exciting company, and one I do believe has a huge upside. It it seems like a company that, when we think about technologies that are going to be relevant in the future, um, that they're going to be there and with this. And I was just looking as well. They have some partners, other besides um, it was Panasonic. Uh, Continental, the tire company, Mitsubishi Electric, and it just keeps going on. They have so many different um, technologies, companies that they work with. So yeah, everything I was reading about this company was just getting me excited to think that it was going to have a good run-up. The one question I did have, and I couldn't find the answer, so maybe somebody listening would know. This company makes money on royalties, but do they collect the earnings after the product has been sold or after they make the unit? So if PlayStation makes a ton of controllers, do they pay immersion before, you know, when after they made the controllers, before they sell them or after they sell them? And my assumption with the way most royalties work is PlayStation actually to sell the controller first for them to collect uh, profit. Now, the other thing is there's some videos out there of just a lot of people complimenting the feel of the PlayStation controller and where the immersion technology is. Even the CEO of Microsoft said PlayStation controllers feel good. So, yeah, that gives me even more optimism that it is a good buy. And when we think about all this good publicity coming towards a company, the chances are more companies are going to be drawn to wanting to work with them in the future and their technology. So this gives this company a lot more potential to make more deals, to collect more royalties from future deals with future companies. So I'm excited for it. And the downside is, in my opinion, that this stock loses some hype, and I end up having to hold it a lot longer than I want to and I'm watching uh, different deals come by and I'm like well shoot I wish I didn't have all this money tied up on sinking immersion shares but on the other hand I'm thinking there's a ton of potential in this company um, and so I'm, I'm going to invest on Monday and what would be really slick is if Monday morning the stock could continue to drop and I would love to get in, <laughs> man, in the $10 range. That would be really nice. That would make me very happy. But I'm I'm not going to try to time the market on this one. I think it's going up either way in the next couple months. Um, but there might be virtue in a little bit of patience on waiting for a dip. I haven't decided that yet. I'm curious to know what you think. But uh, yeah, that was the first stock. I'm going to definitely purchase some shares on a Monday. Oh, and I'm sorry, too. It was not the CEO of Microsoft. It was Xbox boss Phil Spencer praises PS5 DualSense controller. He said, I applaud what they did. Um, that doesn't uh, shake my confidence in the company at all, That it, but uh, I figured I should get that fact right. In the second stock I'm going to be paying a lot more attention to on Monday is... Bio Nano genomics BNGO. It's up to $4 a share from 50 cents in a matter of a couple of days. And the reason for this is there's just a lot of good news and good rumors looming for this company, BioNanogenomics. Um, I'm gonna read you an expert, an excerpt from a Yahoo Finance article titled BioNano's Genome Mapping Platform Could Be a Game Changer, says analyst. Um And it says on Monday, the company's disclosed that its genome mapping platform, Sapphire has been accredited in the U.S. by the College of American Pathologists. The platform will be used by BioNano's customers, Praxis Genomics, marking it as the first company to offer a laboratory-developed test utilizing a whole genome analysis. Now, if you're like me, you won't entirely know what all that meant, So there are some great YouTubes out there explaining uh, what a whole genome analysis means, and it really is revolutionary from what I've read and looked at about this company. Um, so, So the optical genome mapping is an alternative to traditional cytogenetic methods, and a lot of analysts think this could be a huge game changer. Obviously, this whole... Um, industry is, is becoming more and more popular for investors. We look at ARC investments, they're buying into a lot of shares that look at um, genome mapping and the entire thing. Um, so again, I don't want to go too in depth into the stock, I would rather just hear your opinion and hear your research on it. And, and this will probably be a stock I will just sit and look at on Monday for a little bit and I'll probably either buy it or not it really will be maybe down to a coin flip um, and I'm fully expecting to lose all the money the upside though is some analysts I read predict that it could go up to ten dollars a share very quickly so that's um unfortunately just about as big of an upside as it is a downside so you are taking a huge risk i will include a link in the podcast description to one of my favorite youtubers mike jones investing he does a very deep dive into the company and what all this means and i just encourage you check it out because um you know i would hate to miss out on this stock but uh (laughs) you know, there's a lot of risk to it. And at $4 a share, it has shot up massively, I mean, over 300%. So that is could be a red flag in itself. But, you know, this could be a stock you get in very early, and it ends up at $30 plus a share one day, uh, because of what this technology could mean for us and society as a whole. So I'd just really love to know what you think about BNGO. And if you think you'll uh, buy a position, it'll definitely be something we'll check in again on on Wednesday, uh, as we drink some wine. So yeah, I hope this was helpful. So I hope this was helpful. And let me know what you think. So, under rogerchannon.com slash investing, there's a little question box. If you scroll down a little bit, your name is optional, but you can leave a message. Uh, I encourage you to leave a nice message, but criticisms are welcome as well. And I had a couple comments in there, and I thought I would just quickly, very quickly, address them. And the first question was from Chris. Now, he was asking me, Roger, what do you think of AMC Entertainment Holdings? Oh, that's ticker symbol AMC. It's trading at $2.15 right now in after hours, $2.15 a share. Do you think this is a good investment to swing trade? Now, it is nearing all-time lows. Um, in fact, what is the 52-week low is one ninety-five. I got to be honest, I would stay far away from AMC Entertainment. The reason is, I. it's just... I don't have much faith in them surviving right now. They may declare bankruptcy, they've been diluting their stock a lot, uh, which was a good move on their part to save their business from reaching bankruptcy much earlier. But I I don't have much confidence in AMC, and I think they kind of have a double whammy against them. For one, coronavirus is keeping people from going to the movie theater. And then all these services like Disney and HBO and Netflix are keeping people from spending $10 at the movie theater and then more on popcorn. So my position investing in AMC, uh, although their budget was pretty good prior to COVID, it would still be not a position I would ever go for. So definitely, uh, I would stay away personally, but I have been proven wrong with swing trading in bankrupt companies before. I remember when Hertz went bankrupt, their stock for everybody getting out, there were people getting in and it had these huge fluctuations that uh, I, I knew somebody who made a lot of money swing trading Hertz stock, which I really never recommend you. A swing trade a position that ultimately is probably gonna end up in the red um, I, I like to find companies that I think I can swing trade that are, have an alter, ultimate long-term success but uh, that's just my opinion Chris I wish you the best I would be careful in AMC and I, I would not recommend personally getting in uh at 215, because quite honestly, I could see them going down to 130 a share, maybe even less. So be super careful. Also, there's the brink of bad news um, as far as when do they declare bankruptcy? Because I, I do personally believe it's coming at some point. But thank you so much for listening and the question. So I had a couple people ask me um, which broker I use. Do you use Robinhood or Webull or which one? And the answer to that is I use TD Ameritrade, the thinkorswim platform. And I've been a, a, a big fan of it so far. And they weren't my first broker. I started with Scott Trade, but they were purchased by TD Ameritrade. And I remember in the beginning, I couldn't find anything on TD Ameritrade and I was all upset. But as I've become more comfortable with the program, I, I've enjoy it more. And they have a lot of really nice features. I'm definitely going to do a video on Thinkorswim or a podcast on Thinkorswim later on. And on Monday, I plan on opening an account with uh, Webull and then I might open up an account with Robinhood and then just do a comparison for everybody on the three platforms. But for now, I've been happy with Thinkorswim. There's a lot of reasons why you might want to be on two platforms. Um, They all have Different features, and the other thing I really, really liked about TD Ameritrade was they did have a feature for paperless trading, so you could test your theories out, and this was very critical for me. I I did that for about a year, um, paper trading, to try to develop some strategies and learn how to read charts better. So that was a huge benefit for me joining ThinkOrSwim, Um, but I'll do a full review probably in the next couple weeks between all three of the platforms and let you know which one I decide. So thanks for that question. And thanks so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. I hope this was informative and entertaining. Please check out the links I've attached on the podcast to um, some of the articles and YouTube analysis of these various companies we talked about today. Happy 2021. Enjoy. See you all later. Roger Channon is not an attorney, financial advisor, CPA, lender, or real estate agent. The content on the Wednesday Wine and Wall Street podcast is for entertainment purposes only and shall not be construed as tax, legal, financial advice, or other, and may be outdated or inaccurate. It is your responsibility to verify all information yourself. The content on this podcast and www.rogerchannon.com is for entertainment purposes only. Do not make financial decisions based on these videos. If you need advice, please contact a qualified CPA, attorney, financial advisor, etc.